See that no one misleads you. The Bible is clear that the last days will be filled with false teachers, deception, mockers, lawlessness, those who love themselves, those who will be unloving and unholy, those without self-control, those who will pretend to know God, yet they are simply whitewashed tombs. There will be no great end times revival, just a great last day's deception. Scripture warns that people will creep into their churches unaware. Who are those creeping in and why are they doing it? The church in the last days will be full of compromise, deception, and a lack of discernment. Life clips will contend earnestly for the faith, as Jude 3 instructs. Warning, the red light has been turned on. Grab your Bible. It's time to expose the dark. All right, so I'm not sure if any of y'all know who this is. This is Lisa Harper. Um, She's an author. Um, I find her to be quite comical, so she's funny. Um, but the reason I wanted to share this is this is how our churches go today. First of all, women should not be teaching at the pulpit. And I know that comes under debate and, um, they, they just shouldn't, but you know, you always have to watch these teachers on who they align themselves with. You know, when I used to go to passion city, that's the very first time I ever heard of Christine Kane. People were going bonkers because she came to one of the Grove things that they have there. And I was introduced to a lot of false teachers going to that church and I didn't know who half of them were. And now as I've studied and and become more and more um, astute to these things, I, I, I'm like, wow, Lord. Wow. I mean, he kept me safe from all of this. So um, this is Lisa Harper, but um, you're going to hear where she's teaching at. And this is what we hear today. These are just people who, want to this is about six minutes long these are people who want to you know tickle your fancy they want to make sure you feel good and say what needs to be said and lo and behold they're just really not from the lord and first of all if you ever want to hear a female teacher they're not called from god so you know doing a podcast is so totally different than me teaching at a church um women were used in ministry countless times in the bible Um, I would be speaking to you if you were in my home. So I use this as the same principle of that. So this, you guys are welcomed. Literally, you're in my home. So that's, this is where we're gathering and we're having conversations. Um, I'm not a pastrix at any, in any way. I would never do what I'm doing now in front of a congregation. So anyway, let's see what Lisa has to say. Again, she's very comical in the beginning. I can also use this for um, copyright purposes because I'm going to be giving commentary on this. So um, I am able to use this content and speak freely on it through the Fair Use Act. Again, you guys put this stuff out there on social media. We have the right to use it. So let's see what Lisa has to say, shall we? I really have to tell you, the first time uh, Pastor Stephen and Holly invited me to come to Elevation, I thought they were confused. Because I love this house. Pastor Tim, you fat move. Like dance. I thought he he's only been a believer for a short period of time because that's some 
That's some BC rhythm, some before Christ rhythm right there, brother. See, that's not, to me, that's not funny. I mean, I know that's kind of being like, what, Kim? That, that to me is just not funny. So if you have rhythm and you're moving a certain type of way in church, right, are we in a club? But they laugh. That's what they do. They laugh because it's funny. Oh, she's so funny. But, but <laughs> the first time, really, I want, like, I need a, a little bit of training between service. My, my. So let me just pause this real quick. So I do believe this is older because she uses, um, I think like some form of, um, well, you'll hear her about restrictions. Baby can dance, but mama ain't got no rhythm. The first time I got to come be with y'all, I was so excited because you have taught me. I've learned so much about Jesus. You have taught me. I I think the word of God should teach you. Um, I, I thought that's how it went. I mean, you learn about Jesus through the word of God that there, there's no other way, but maybe I missed that memo too. Through your house. And I thought, surely Pastor Stephen has got me confused with Lisa Bevere. Not- okay. So Lisa Bevere is a bona fide false teacher, just so you guys know. And also I know when I went to passion, that's what they call it there too, is your house. It's their, it's the house. It's not a church. So. But yeah. I don't know if y'all know who Lisa Bevere is, but the woman can preach. We're about the same age, but she has much more authority than I do, and she wears leather pants. A lot of times when she preaches, and I thought, uh-oh, to keep up the charade, I'm going to have to wear leather pants to elevation. And when I wear leather pants, it sounds like ducks are being killed. Um, so I'm not quite as lean as the other Lisa, and I thought, oh, this is going to be so uncomfortable. So I was thrilled to find out that they lowered the bar, that they actually knew I wasn't that Lisa. And so to get to, to get to be with y'all now, it's pure grace, y'all, it's pure grace that I get to come back and run hard toward Jesus with this house. I love me some elevation, deeply, deeply respect. That's my cousin right there. Um, I so deeply respect what God has done and is doing through your house, through. So what God, though, that's what I'm saying. So first of all, they're modalists. So God's not working in elevation there. Stephen Furtick is a heretic. He's an eisegesis. He reads every single passage about himself. Um, so what Jesus are you running hard towards, though? The Jesus, what, what Jesus? I mean, that's what I always want to ask a modalist is, well, who are you praying to right now? So what form is that? Pastor Steve and Holly, the whole team here, I just, uh, I'm in the middle of a 40-day fast on sugar. And when Chunts called me, I was like, I'm going to get some sugar after all, baby. I get to go to Elevation. Is, past, is Stephen Furtick, I don't even want to call him a pastor, is Stephen and Holly just going to kiss on you? Because that's sugar. Now, technically, she kind of did admit to it because the church is nothing but sugar fed. Right. So they have no substance. Right. If you, if you were to just be on a sugar diet, you would die, get diabetes, your teeth would fall out. Um, so many things would happen to you if you just ate sugar all day long. Headaches, hair, your skin, everything. So, yeah, you are getting a lot of sugar because you're not getting any meat, girl. You ain't getting no meat. You got a, a dancing person over here. You're saying Stephen Furtick is this. 
Uh, I'm confused. But you're funny, though. You got wit. And that's how she sells herself, too, by the way. Uh, just so you know. So she says that um, she is encouraging women with wisdom, wit, and the word. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, just your typical feel-good author so so her wit and her humor mm, okay and wisdom i'm sorry not too many sweeter houses that i've been to in the world i do want to make just a couple of qualifications before we dive into the message um the first is i'm a spitter and so i'm so sorry we're just going to call it a baptism Ethan, y'all can breathe a sigh of relief that you're not in the room. I will not sprinkle you, but anybody with about 15 feet, y'all just plan to get wet. And um, and then my second qualification is for the te- tech team. This is the first time I've been to Elevation that I actually have a title. They always have to make up a title for me because I'm creatively challenged, but I have a title. So for those of you who are Enneagram 1s or 3s or... Okay, I'm going to rewind that, hear what she's talking about. The Enneagram. So I'm not going to lie. There was a friend of mine who told me to take this, a brother in the Lord. And I did really not knowing much about it. Now, since I know everything about it and yeah, no, that's just something I, okay, great. Um, I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm not a number, but anyway, so here we go. Let me rewind that. And you can hear, and again, I'm not playing her message because it was complete like apostasy and none of it made sense. This is her introduction. This is what they have to do in these churches, right? They have to make you feel good while you're sitting in your seat. And it's just a, it's just playtime. There's no reverence to a holy God, you know? Um, It's not. I found her prayer, which we're going to go through that. I did find her prayer to be halfway decent, but no. They challenged, but I have a title. So for those of you who are Enneagram 1s or 3s or 8s, y'all are note takers. I know you are. Heaven forbid. Um, Here's the title. The title for our message this morning is Mick Jagger was wrong. You with me? Mick Jagger was wrong. I'll explain that in a minute. Um, I even have a secondary title. Bruce Springsteen was right. Mick Jagger was wrong. Bruce Springsteen was right. Now, for those of you Gen Zers who don't know who's Sir Jagger or the boss, who they are, y'all need to rectify your Spotify because they're they're two of the best. But theologically, Mick Jagger was wrong. In light of that title, we probably need to pray before we dive into God's word. So now you're so. So so now you're encouraging people to listen to secular music. So again, I'm not going to say don't because I too listen to secular music. I'm not going to sit up here and be a hypocrite. Okay. But the only time I really listen to it is when I'm doing my workout. So I can get some motivation when I'm walking around and I really just want to sit home and eat a thing of Oreos, which I don't like Oreos, but you know what I mean? I just want to snack on a loaf of bread because you guys know I love my bread. So yes, I do listen to secular music to get me motivated to walk, right? But within my workout playlist, there's also Christian music within there as well. But I'm not going to tell you to go download a Taylor Swift song because it gets me going on a, on a walk or a bike. I mean, come on, guys. And so since we've loosened up a little bit on the restrictions and y'all are sitting next to your beloved, reach out. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Loosened up on the restrictions. That's what I thought. So clearly, Stephen Furtick also gave into the COVID guidelines. Yeah. Another red flag that that's not a church of God. And touch them if they're not your beloved. Don't grope them. But let's pray those of y'all who are listening to this online and you're driving, please don't close your eyes while you pray. Jesus, 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 Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords, the lion and the lamb, the lily of the valley. Mighty God, wonderful counselor, Messiah, Adonai, the Christ, the anointed one. Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for your accessibility. Thank you that what we see. So I'm going to pause this here because for the duration now, the only part was that beginning um, that seemed okay. From here on out, it's everything that Jesus is going to do for us. And you can hear all of that. So the I said Jesus. This is the I Jesus. The me, 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 gimme, gimme, gimme Jesus. Even in our prayer. Here you go saying was not just uh, inspirational. Thank you that you actually do meet all of our needs according to your riches and your glory. Thank you that you stick closer than a brother. Thank you that we can cast all our anxiety on you because you care for us. Thank you, Jesus, that when you ascended into heaven and stood at the right hand of God the Father, you did not leave us as orphans. That even during those seasons when we feel missed or marginalized, your presence is palpable. Thank you that when we look back over our lives, we don't see your back, that you are present, that you left us your Holy Spirit, who even this morning reminds us that we have the right to call the God who breathed the universe into existence, Dad. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for your word. As Chris said, we need it. Lord, sometimes we forget it's a love story. We forget that we can find ourselves on these paper-thin pages and we can... Can this get any worse? (laughs) So is it a love story? Sure. I I mean... And see, this is where these areas get gray. Because if I said it's not a love story, then people are going to be like, oh my gosh, Kim, Jesus signed for love. You guys know what I mean. So really, just a small portion of the Bible, the epistles, is for the church. The majority of the Bible is pertaining to Israel and the Jews. Uh, well, let's just keep the Bible in context. So it just the New Testament has a small section of the, of the church. So is it a love story? Yeah, right. In, in, in the Gospels, it's a love story about how the, the lamb came to die for the sins of the world. And I emphasize world because he died for everyone. Um, but but uh, find over and over and over and over again that you're a God who condescends to embrace his people. Is that a word used out of context? I mean, that doesn't even make sense in context of a prayer. So who condescends to embrace his people. How does God condescend to embrace his people? Condescending is to show feelings of superiority by patronizing, to do something in a haughty way as though it is below one's dignity. And I'm quoting here from dictionary.com. Do something in a haughty way as though it is below one's dignity 
or level of importance. What are you talking about? Forget that we can find ourselves on these paper thin pages and we can find over and over and over and over again that you're a God who condescends to embrace his people. So he's a haughty God who embraces his people. You make that makes zero sense. I don't know. That you're not a faraway, unibrowed librarian. You're an up, close, personal, compassionate Savior. Jesus, we ask for more of you this morning. We ask that you would give us eyes to see more clearly and ears to hear louder. And Oh, people do need ears to hear louder for people like you. That's what they need. Hearts that would really believe really believe um, that you love us. Teach us what it is to know that, to rest in that, to live out of that reality. We ask these things, Jesus, by the power and authority of your name, and we ask it for your purposes. Amen and amen. I, uh, I feel so close to y'all and so affectionate with y'all because you have become like a family of cousins for me. All right. So that's this week's RLE. Very briefly, Lisa Harper. Um, so while I'm recording, I don't remember where I get this stuff, but then during editing, I always put the link to the video in the description box. So there's a lot of good stuff in the description box. Um, feel free to look through it. It's the same basically every week, except for the show notes. That's the only thing that changes. But anyway, then you can see the rest of this um, amazing, not so much really, video. I just wanted to say that people partner with false teachers. And I seen a gambit of it coming out of Passion City Church. They allow these people in their churches. They're partnering with these people. So my question would be, is if you're partnering with someone who was a known false teacher, what does that say about you? Anyway, until we meet again, I'll see y'all next time. Bye.